Hello, and welcome to Twilight Thoughts. My name is Bryce, and I'll be your host for today. We'll begin in a moment, but first I'd like to let you know that soon you will be entertained by news, reports, scandal, and of course, speculation. Bryce to Tower, we are ready for takeoff. Hello, everyone. My name is Bryce. I'm here with my buddy James. Sorry, man. Tell the spire. We are here to talk about The Mandalorian, Episode 3, Chapter 3, The Sin. It had a runtime of 37 minutes, and it was directed by Deborah Cho. Ready to jump into it? Absolutely. Let's go. All right. Right off the bat, first thing I want to talk about what kind of balls do the stormtroopers have to be talking to the Mandalorian? Like, watch it. You watch it. Are you crazy? Are, are you insane? So, the Mandalorian, let me give you a little bit of backstory, I suppose, is delivering the child, the asset, Baby Yoda, back to the client, which is Werner Herzog. And the stormtrooper bumps into Baby Yoda, and the Mandalorian goes, Hey, watch it. Is you watch it. You're out of your mind. You are out of your mind. You are a stormtrooper. Like, I know that there has been, like, deference put on the stormtroopers by Obi-Wan Kenobi. And, you know, just Star Wars. When he says, only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. When they blew up the Sandcrawler. They can't hit anything. They cannot hit the broadside of a barn. What are you talking about, Obi-Wan? Yeah, I'm definitely not going to ask them to be on my strike team. They suck. <laughs> exactly. And then to have the audacity to look at a violent, violent mercenary, a known killer, and tell him, you watch it like you have the upper hand, like you have the high ground. You are a lunatic. I was shocked. I was like, the Mandalorian could kill you right now in like 12 different ways. Like, he can kill you with your helmet. Like, why would you do that? And not to worry, he does. He kills them. Every single oh, one of man. them. <laughs> Alright, not to bury the lead too much, but this is my favorite episode of The Mandalorian so far. And oh my goodness. It, it's easily everybody's favorite. And if anything, it gives us a way that Deborah Chow is going to knock it out the park for her directing the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show. There's not it's a single very person. Exciting. <laughs> this is awesome. Now, I will say that she has the action bit down. Yeah. I wonder if she did it like this because I can't really direct dialogue. So maybe... There's that chance there. There is that chance. But dear Lord, everything that we saw from this episode was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely great. Yeah, Mandalorian, like, you know, he obviously turned in the bounty and that was wrong. I mean, he obviously was, was quite 
turned. And um, well, even from the time he drops him off, he, you can tell he's worried about him. Yeah. And you know? he's, you know, he gets that ice cream machine full of Beskar, <laughs> and he's just like, I guess I'll take this. And I mean, he's like, well, you know, I'm going to get some new armor, <laughs> come back and kill the everyone. Whole bounty. <laughs> <laughs> the whole bounty, dude, is 21 plates of Beskar. It, it was a lot. <laughs> Especially when you see that in the first episode, one plate is enough to make that little shoulder piece that he mm-hmm. needs. What can 21 plates do? Yeah, the armor says that she can make a full new Curious. She makes those as uh, a songbird. Is that what it was? And she whispering says, birds. Whispering birds. And she said they're, you know, they're very rare. I, I mean, everything about this episode had to do with action. I mean, he even confronts one of the other... Um, I would put him at a heavy Mandalorian um, bounty hunter. Like, the guy was just fully armored. And, um, you know, they have their little scuffle. But we see that the armorers kind of, like, got more of a... I don't know if there's just... She's more of a higher up in their coven. But it was interesting. And it just, you know, we realize that there's kind of an order to it. And they say this is the way. So um, I've... I think I've heard like a thousand people say that now, which I'm fine with. I'm totally cool with it, and I say it too. But um, <laughs> it's uh, James. We need to. We need you to go to a job way up north. This is the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you're not gonna have to ask me twice. Um, the the way that the Mandalorian goes splinter cell on that entire compound and takes out all those stormtroopers <laughs> it's phenomenal dude we'll get to it in a second just get hold on holy crap i thought it was really interesting that the smith in chapter one you know he brings in that one plate of biscar and she's like okay cool no problem doesn't even think twice about it drops down the ice cream machine full of biscar <laughs> and she like even her like, even her mask, her helmet looked like, oh, my God, are you serious? We have 20 pieces now? What? Where did you get this? Like, Yeah. <laughs> you could tell she was shocked. And and all the other stormtroopers were like, oh, whoa, what the heck? That's <laughs> oh, all coming up on them like, hey, They're like, what do you got there? That's what it looks like <laughs> when you bring bust out gum at school. It's like everyone just comes out of the woodwork. <laughs> like, uh, does that take five? <laughs> You know what I really like about this show is the pacing of the show. If something is introduced in an episode, nine times out of ten, it is going to be used in this episode. So, like I said, in chapter one, the Biscar, oh, here you go, here's one piece, and he immediately gets his shoulder harness. In this one, he gets 20 pieces and immediately gets the rest of his armor. Yeah. <laughs> and the whistling birds. You and me were thinking the same way, James, of like, hey, I think that as the show progresses, he's going to get more and more pieces of his armor. Yeah. Come to find out, like, ten minutes into episode three, fully decked out. Yeah, he got the season pass, and they gave him everything <laughs> all in one shot. 
<laughs> so it was like you have instantly been upgraded to elite Mandalorian, and then he comes rolling up into that cantina, and everyone's just like <laughs> dressed like dog crap, and he just rolls in in chrome. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I loved when Carl Weathers' character was like, everyone else is is upset. They all everyone hate else you. is mad at you. Yeah. But I love you. You yeah. are my best partner. I was like, oh, that was that was really well done. Because you're like, oh, okay, was did he actually just like the Mandalorian? He's like, no, I'm rich too. And he pulls out two pieces of Biscar. I was like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> I see. Now, now correct me if I'm wrong, okay? Right when the Mandalorian gets his now his third job for the show. He gets up and he goes to leave and he goes, what are they going to do with him? And he goes, who are you talking about? The kid. What are they going to do with him? He goes, I don't know. You know, it's part of the guild's rules not to find out. He says something along the lines of, buy a Camto spice. By the time you come out of hyperdrive, you will have forgotten all about it. Did he tell him to go get high before he got to his next job? Yeah. Fantastic. That's what I thought he did. I thought so. And then he's like, but hey, I wasn't come sure. On. He's like, I'll take you to the Twilight uh, baths or something. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, Disney, you get racy when other people don't know what you're talking about, do they? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I love how much he is just fighting with himself over what to do about Baby Yoda. Because. He, he goes so far as to get in his ship and start firing it up. Like, he is about to lift off. And he's like, I gotta go back. I gotta go back. Powers everything down. Goes back to the door where the client is. Knocks on it and rips off the eyeball thing. I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. He's like, where's that door Here we go. Sweet, fiery vengeance. Yeah, you no longer have nest. <laughs> and from this point on action pack it's just death and chaos it's wonderful after he finds baby yoda which i thought he was going to completely take out that scientist guy well once he said i saved him he's the only reason i'm alive i was like okay well clearly he's going to live you know like no joke he torched a stormtrooper, and I've never seen that happen in Star Wars. It was beautiful. <laughs> I mean, friggin' torched him. I mean, I'd rather get hit with a lightsaber. That looks pretty rough. <laughs> like, everybody was complaining when Disney bought Star Wars. Like, oh, Disney's gonna make it so family-friendly. They're gonna take the teeth right out of Star Wars. Since Disney has bought Star Wars, we've seen the roasting of a stormtrooper we've seen the complete destruction of an entire team that you've come to know and love throughout the course of a movie we've seen lightsabers going through people's heads and we've seen the shredded up body remains getting shot up from a fan after the the hero ray kicked the stormtrooper or not even a stormtrooper it was one of the elite guards into the jet and it popped back out and just like shreds him yeah We've never seen that in any of the other Star Wars. I'm sorry, Disney did not take the teeth or the bite 
out of Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? I was so shocked when he started to cook the Stormtrooper. I was dumbfounded. My jaw was hanging open. I was like, that's what that deserved. That Stormtrooper deserved that. Because, <laughs> see, when he was walking back to that building, dude, I was having flashbacks to the trailer of the show. When you see all the Stormtroopers' heads on pikes, I was like, okay, so this is where this is going to happen. And then it doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He kills them all, to be sure, but this is not where the Stormtroopers' heads are on pikes. I was shocked that he went in, got Baby Yoda, and got out. Like, I was really surprised that he didn't kill the client. Yeah, you don't find out what happened to the client. I mean, obviously he's going to show up in a later episode or something like that, but... Absolutely. I mean, you know, he, he gets he gets out of this building after getting a um, killionaire from Halo. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> killing spree. <laughs> Team eliminated. It was... Um, <laughs> Game When over. he drops those stormtroopers with, with the whistling birds... Yeah. I was like, oh, that's what those are for. <laughs> because like when he's setting them down, I'm like, why is he giving up? And then I'm like, when he starts kneeling down, I'm like, oh, he's going to use those whist- whistling birds. Takes out the entire crew in one fell swoop. <laughs> it was, it kind of reminded me of uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I can't think of uh, Mary the Poppins. The second one where, <sighs> yes, Yondu. Yandu, yeah, I'm a terrible person. Um, <laughs> it, it, that's what it reminded me of, which that is one of the best scenes in that whole movie. I mean, you want to talk about a oh, solid sequel. Guardians is a 10 out of 10 all day long. I mean, none of us expected those movies to be good. <laughs> They're like the best ones. <laughs> it is my favorite Marvel movie. MCU movie top is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, such a good movie. Um, sorry to get sidetracked. I tend to do that, but um, no, no, you're fine. Getting back to the episode, though. You know, Mando's obviously like, all right, I've, <laughs> I've pretty much cleaned house here, um, and then he's like, go- getting ready to go off planet, and they surround him, and I'm like, oh crap. Is this dude when all the fobs turn back on? Yeah, I'm like, this dude's screwed. Like, he is going to be completely surrounded, and he is. And then I'm yeah. like, if they let this baby Yoda die, I'm gonna be really, really irritated. And oh, I know what I'm happens. So what happens? Oh, all the freaking Mandalorians come out of nowhere to one of the greatest Star Wars scenes ever made. And they're just destroying all these bounty hunters. It is freaking awesome. I don't know a single Star Wars fan that wasn't jumping up and down. Well, it was amazing because they went from, you know, that real stealthy situation where he's killing everybody in the compound. Then he goes out and then it immediately starts in to this bounty hunter situation where it's just the Mandalorian versus the rest of the bounty hunting guild. And you can tell he's in a bad way, but he is holding his own. Like, <laughs> he is definitely holding his own. Oh, yeah. They are definitely afraid of the Mandalorian. And then it goes from that directly into this all-out war between the Bounty Hunter Guild 
and the Mandalorians, and you're like, oh my goodness, there is a reason why the Mandalorians have such a reputation, because they are much better equipped to handle <laughs> yeah. just about anything than the rest of the entire bounty hunting guild. Like, they didn't stand a chance. Their, their accuracy. It was a massacre. Yeah, it was a straight massacre. <laughs> and, you know, I just love the fact that he's just like, he sees them flying with and he's like, I gotta get me one of them. <laughs> <laughs> when Carl Weathers, like, looked off into the distance, was it any surprise to you at all that he ended up on his ship? No. No, 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 no whatsoever. Like, I knew that's where he was going to end up. I did like that he used, again, the grappling hook, which is apparently the most versatile item that the bounty hunters have, to blow the steam out of the hose and then shoot him. <laughs> Just the, the genuine look of worry and fear on Carl Weathers' face in that moment. He's shaking. You can see him physically shaking while he's trying to shoot the Mandalorian. Yeah. It was great. It was great. It was great acting. I thought it was the best that Carl Weathers had done in the entire series up to that point. And then when the Mandalorian shoots him, I'm like, okay. I was expecting a bigger death for him because, well, he, you know, for a secondary character, he was a fairly big secondary character. And then come to find out, oh, yeah, he's not dead. I was like, oh, well done. They, they essentially do a my giant wad of cash stop the bullet from hitting my heart. <laughs> I'm rich too. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that was, it was a, a great way to end the episode. Um, when it ended, I was a diehard Mandalorian fan. That's, there's no doubt about it. And I'm sure everybody else was. Because uh, a couple of my friends they they had actually called me up while I was at work and they're like holy crap I'm like yeah I know it was ridiculous you don't have to tell me so episode three kicked it up a lot like episodes one and two they were really good good episode three was outstanding if if episode three was episode one I don't know what would have happened to the Star Wars community. I, it was just... That was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. It was shot out of a cannon start to finish. Right. But I think because it was shot out of a cannon start to finish, constant go, I don't think this could have been episode one. Because you need to know these characters. You need to have a reason to care that the Mandalorian is going back to that building and taking out all these stormtroopers and saving yeah. baby Yoda. So, I don't think it would have worked for episode 1. No. But for episode 3, do you already have enough of the story down and, you know, viewed that episode 3 can be something like this and it makes me so happy that it was. Oh, man, it was it was really good. James, star ratings 1 to 5. What do you got for this? Easily a five out of five. Five for me all day. All day. You have to do a five on this one. When I watched the first two episodes, I was like, those were great. I really enjoyed those. But when episode three finished, I stood up and just walked away. 
I was like, I have nothing to say. I can't say anything to make what just happened even better. I, I don't have the words for it. There's no downside to that episode. There's not. Not one. Not a single one. It's literally shot out of a <laughs> All right, and that's going to do it for tonight, guys. We appreciate you listening. My name is Bryce. This is James. Adios, amigos. You can find me on iTunes, YouTube, Twitter, Tumblr, SoundCloud. At Twitter, you can find me at Disney Nocturnal. On Instagram, you can find me at The Nocturnal Disney Podcast, all separated by underscores. I'm also on Facebook, like I said. Just search The Nocturnal Disney Podcast, and you can join our little group. You can find this show on iTunes, YouTube. You can find us on Spotify, which I say this all the time, but it makes me very happy to say I'm on Spotify. I just think that's really cool. You can find us on all kinds of different podcast apps. Where can people find you, James? Um, well, I'm on Facebook, Instagram. You'll just look up James Schubin. Um, if if you like memes, I have uh, the Walt Disney iFunny account. Um, just anything you can think of. Disney, Star Wars, Marvel, Pixar. It's all on there. Um so yeah that's and then i i'm on twitter also it's uh walt disney dash if so and i you know i just post memes and stuff that's about all i do so make myself useless (laughs) (laughs) i highly recommend you guys go subscribe to his his feeds and whatnot because they are they're really good the memes that he makes i'm like oh very well done, James. <laughs> Some of the things you think of, I'm like, man, I I wouldn't have come up with that in a thousand years. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And thank you for listening to Nocturnal Disney Podcast. Bye-bye. <laughs>